baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve V. Rodriguez, on episode 145. This week, I'm very excited because we have a repeat guest on the show this week who I know so many of you really love to hear from. Master Joshua is here, who's going to be talking about Kink Collective, as well as um, connection as it relates to the kink BDSM world. So lots to soak in on episode 145. Before we get to that conversation, um, I want to let you know the, our, my new live streaming podcast. I know I said it was coming out this week. It's actually uh, delayed to March 19th. Thursday, March 19th is the brand new additional live podcast sex with steve v and that's me and there's going to be uh some guests on the show it's a live show that you can watch on our facebook page you can go to facebook.com forward slash tags podcast march 19th and every thursday afterward from 10 to 11 p.m eastern standard time it's going to we're going to break down a lot of fun uh listener cute questions listeners can call in that's right you can actually call into the show i will be giving away that phone number shortly um and i will be posting it on our facebook page so go to our facebook page um when you can soon and like us on facebook and then you'll get the updates you'll get the phone number i hope that you can bring your questions way in on hot topics, hot gay sex topics that I'm going to be talking about. If you can't listen to the show, no worries. It gets repackaged and comes in your tags podcast. Talk about gay sex feed the following Friday. So the very next day. So you're getting two shows now in uh, from tags podcast in our third year. As we celebrate our third year this month, super excited about that. Also, uh, keep going to our Patreon page because we're doing a new poll. Uh, we will we'll be breaking down all the poll topics next week, also on the live show. So go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. This one will have to do with um, the BDSM culture, what you may or may not have uh, tried in that world, what fetishes you may have explored or not, or maybe want to. That is our poll for the week, and we really want to hear from you because that's how we can kind of get to know each other and have a conversation with you guys back and forth. It enriches the show so much. So again, it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And while you're there, check out the sexy extra special perks that you can receive when you decide to become a patron. And this week, I am dishing out so many sexy perks 
along with an after show and a video of when I worked with Master Joshua. Um, you'll just have to go and see what those are. Uh, again, it's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Live show starts Thursday, March 19th. And with that, oh, and one more last final anno- announcement. Uh, all of our show notes can always be viewed on our website, tagspodcast.com. You'll find links to pretty much everything I've stated in this opening. So when when all else fails, go to tagspodcast.com for all information related to this show. Well, let's get into my conversation this week with Master Joshua. Well, I'm always excited to have one of our favorite guests on the show. He's been here several times. Master Joshua, how hello, are you hello. doing? Things you good? are well. Things are well. How are things? Very good. Very good. Um, since we last talked, you have a brand new space in New York. Um, it's in Harlem, correct? Yeah, correct, correct. It's, uh, it's a private studio where we're doing a production built around the BDSM and leather lifestyle. Exactly. Very good. And how is the new space going for you? Uh, it's going fantastic. I was able to finally get all my production equipment out and and uh, using it. So <clears throat> not letting the limits of, uh, of space hinder what we're producing. Uh, it's it's quite incredible. And for people that don't know, um, Master Joshua, he's been on the show several times. He is a BDSM expert i uh, i do professional domination i i am i am a source of knowledge when it comes to bdsm and leather uh but i've put a lot of time in studying and and getting to know people's experiences as well uh i do production now built around bdsm and, and leather to show not only the the visual but the emotional side of of what it is that we do I can give you a few uh, images so you can... Yes, please. And we have worked together a couple times with video. Uh, the last time we did a flogging scene that we had a couple cameras. The cam- One camera was on my face yeah. as I was getting flogged. And I have some video of that, which I can share for people so they know what that's like. Uh, we did another scene, Fire Play, mm-hmm. which uh, explain to people what that is again, because we talked about it before, but for some of our new listeners, I'm not sure they know what Fire Play really is and how it can really bring up, uh, it can be an emotional experience. So uh, the Fire Play scene that we did uh, almost two years ago now, right? Yes. Wow. Um, it was, it's, it's, up, it's up on YouTube, on your YouTube channel. Yes. And... Uh, Essentially, what fireplay is is uh, we take what would be a fondue stick with a tampon on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> homemade uh, with rubbing alcohol, seventy percent, and it's put on the body, is stroked onto the body or tapped onto the body while lit, and it's extinguished with the hand. Um, it feels like the heat of the sun, you know, during the summer days when you walk out without any clothes on or or, or shirt, and you can feel that sun beam down on you. That's that's what it feels like. It's very soothing. Can can be sadistic depending on who the fire top is, but it's one of my preferred methods of, of uh, power exchange, energy exchange as well. Exactly. And we talked about it before, but the emotional experience that I had in particular was it wasn't like I just got up off the table because we do it on a, a massage table and I was I wasn't able to just get up and go, you know, to the store or anything. Yeah, yeah. I had to kind of be worked down, but I, it was such a sensory experience, correct? That 100%. Uh, you can definitely hit subspace. Right. Uh, if the trust level is established, you know, where you're allowing yourself to let go and, or to be present in your body, you know. Um, so the trust level is there, which makes, it, makes all the difference in the world. Uh, it is done on a massage table. It's one of the edgier types of play as well, meaning that if something goes bad, it can go bad really quick. So be conscious of that if uh, you do plan on engaging in fire play. Um, I want, before we get into kind of what you're working with these days and connection, connection is kind of a big thing, and I want to talk about the Kink Collective. Um, there was somebody that we were, I was talking to about our show, and I wanted wondered if you could talk about the difference between control and controlling somebody and c- 
creating the parameters within a BDSM experience. So in other words, if there's a DOM, there are, are there's an exchange that happens between the dominant and the sub, correct? Within a parameters, you, you aren't just controlling this person that I think a lot of times people get confused over. So when you say controlling, what do you mean by controlling? Um, I think sometimes people get confused with the BDSM um, culture that somebody is actually controlling, mentally controlling somebody that they have free reign and right over that person's life. And I don't think that really is <laughs> what happens within. Yeah. If you could just talk a little bit about that. So there's different levels of power exchange. And uh, when it gets to that level, right, that's like the top 1% of people that are into power exchange where right. they're desire is to be controlled to that level right and in fantasy uh that's like a hot thing for some people right in reality it doesn't work like that you know because at the end of the day we we have to give consent to engage in this right and if you really peel back the layers a lot of it is role play you know and the while the idea of of being mindlessly controlled either positively or negatively, because some people could, could look at that with a lot of judgment and, and uh, you know, be thrown off by how could someone want to do that, right? Or right. the other end is, I don't want to think about anything. I want someone to tell me to do what to do all the time. And, you know, those are two ends of the spectrum, but they're, they're both very short-sighted as well, right? In, right? in reality, that's a lot of time investment. You know, so like when... I've had people come in and say, I want to be dominated. I want you to tell me everything what to do. And it's like, well, who's going to pay for your health insurance? <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's like, you know, the fantasy of it is cool, but that only lasts X amount of time in the, re in, in the reality. Unless you're coming with a fat bank account and we can engage in this type of play where I'm going to be controlling you 24-7 all the time, that's a lot of time investment. Right. You know, and I think I remember a, an example. It was a friend of mine. He was meeting his friend to, to give him. Um, they had kind of a working relationship. And this one person, um, she she's a producer in music. And so was going to give my friend some advice. Well, she cut their meeting short because she's involved in this kind of submissive dom current relationship that she's in and she immediately said cut the meeting short because the dom, the dom the guy got off of work early and said where are you you need to get over here now but that kind of cuts into and then i was explaining that cuts into well this is her livelihood and her work so who's going to pay for that and so yeah. i think that those lines in that situation got blurred yeah or or <clears throat> We don't know the circumstances. Well, we don't of, know the exact, their, correct. Of right. their relationship at the end of the day, right? Right, correct. I mean, he could be the one who's paying for everything. And True. And he's allowing her to work, but they don't really need it. You know? Yeah, so right. She is given that freedom, but we don't know. We don't know the circumstances. True. Uh, There's all kinds of different parameters that people set up at times. Yeah, 100%. Well. Yeah. 100%. And uh, if it works for them, great. If not... You know, I, I'd have a couple questions myself, like how long have they been together? Right. Uh, what's her desire? Like, what does she want to experience in that power dynamic? Because <clears throat> a lot of times we don't talk about what we want to feel. We just talk about what we want in action, right? What we want to experience, but not feel, right? Yeah, right. So like in this, in this scenario, and I, I hear it and... What I try not to do is jump to conclusions. Correct. Right, because we don't know. And then I try to put myself into a, uh, into their possible headspaces to just get an understanding of what it is they're experiencing. And maybe she wants to feel out of control. Maybe she's had a very controlling life up until this point, and she meets someone who she feels safe with. And this is a test of trust. You know, who, who knows? I, who knows? But right. there's... There's a desire that she has to feel, and I am, I'm curious to know if what that feeling is and if she's communicated that with him, 
right? Because maybe she doesn't quite grasp the, the understanding of what dominance and submission is. Maybe if she's new to it, <clears throat> she thinks that she's supposed to do that. Right, right. right. And, and these, are, these are all possibilities, right? Or maybe he is very experienced in it and knows how to manipulate based off the knowledge that he has. Because there's people like that too. There's a, there's a lot of experience, quote-unquote experience, in the, in, in the lifestyle that is people who have put time in to learn the lingo, learn, learn the language and the mechanics of it, but the intent is to get things from people, right? And uh, this is where the whole connection thing comes in, is I've been doing this for a number of years, and I've been going across the country, teaching and speaking. And I was at MAL in January that just passed. Uh, MAL's Mid-Atlantic Leather. Right, It's right. A, a leather convention in uh, D.C. that's uh, every Martin Luther King weekend. And the idea behind it is it's a leather convention. You know, guys come and they do their pageantry and then they sure. and it looks it's, just, it's a good time. And there's a good BDSM presence there. But there isn't enough information on it, right? There's not enough discussion on it. So I was down there vending and, uh, with, the, with uh, a vendor, and I would meet these men. And they would come, and they would see, and they'd be curious. And I'd stop to talk with them. I got in trouble with the vendor for, for this because I was giving these guys time to talk to me. And they would talk to me about hooking up with these men who presented themselves as doms, or masters, right? Right. And they would hook up, and they would be used, and then they would be discarded, right? And they would come to me, and they would, and these guys would say, but they were saying the right things. Right, right. right. And it's like, it's heartbreaking because to get to this point, you, you make yourself vulnerable, right? You're ready to experience something deeper. Right. Sometimes it's, we're drawn into it aesthetically like what we see on porn and oh that's got to be so hot but out of after a certain point that that sparkle of the physical experience or expectation vanishes and it's like well now what now we're still leaving with the empty feelings right we're still not understanding what it is to to connect or to be heard or to be seen is it possible in a weekend like mal for somebody that is a little bit more evolved in the culture that they could go into meeting somebody for the scene or the sexual experience, given the parameters of a day or two and still come out of it, not feeling alone and used if, if you know, because obviously it's, it's a three day weekend and you might want to have some experiences but you're talking about maybe those that have never tried this before, get themselves involved with somebody, a dom, say, for example, and have never had this experience before. And then they think this is all there is to it, when in reality, it's much more layered and, and much more to it, correct? What, what, what it boils down to is we need to meet people who we connect with, not aesthetically, right? Not in race or religion or orientation or gender. We need to connect with people who hear us and who respect us and who see us, right? Someone who, who we can feel be present without judgment, right? And we're, we're shortchanging ourselves because we're looking to meet a specific type of person, tall, short, muscle, bare, any, any, we have, we have our, in our mind a picture of what this person looks like and what we're doing is we're closing the doors off of others who don't fit this description but this possibility these 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 possible connections that we're also cutting off these people can respect us these people can see us for who we are and and validate our feelings and we have more in common with people who don't look like this aesthetic and we're missing these opportunities because we're in such a rush to get experiences and we're not taking the time to invest into ourselves, right? When was the last time we asked ourselves, who are we, as opposed to who are we trying to be, right? Because who we are and who we're trying to be are not the same. And it's tough because it's, we're conditioned 
to not be who we're supposed to be. We're conditioned to be who is desirable by the masses, right? The hot one or the smartest or the coolest, you know, the one with the newest shit. And it's like none of that matters, right? Because at the end of the day, we're still lonely. Well, let's talk about this more because that's why I wanted you on the show. Um, I sense a whole new direction. Maybe it was always there with you about connecting. It reminds me of other people I've had on the show recently. Finn Deerhart uh, out of San Francisco does a whole workshop, several workshops about connecting with people. I took one of them. Um, I had the guy from Go Naked, Alan, on our show. And it's more about connecting socially than just the act of just being naked. But you write in um, People Before Kink. I was reading this, and I just want to read a little bit about this, and then we'll discuss. Um, you write here on, you, you're here because you're seeking something. Perhaps you're frustra frustrated with cookie-cutter relationships and are enticed by the idea of kink. Maybe you've been involved with kink for a while, and your endless string of kinky yet superficial encounters has left you feeling unfulfilled and lonely. Or perhaps you already have everything you're supposed to be satisfied with, but it still feels like something is missing. That's because it is, and you're not alone. Um, you go on to write a little bit more about what you're trying to instill. You've done some workshops, people before kink. Um, did you, when you first set out into the BDSM culture, did, is this the direction you wanted to go in about something missing or has this kind of evolved for you? So <clears throat> it's definitely developed. Uh, and by that, I mean refined. When I first started coming out into, uh, events, I was generally, I was mostly going to uh, mixed gender, open gender events. And what I noticed is there was a lot of play, but it was very transient, right? And then I would go out to the bars and I'd see the same thing here at the bars. There's a lot of play and it's, it's very transient. And it, I almost exited the community because it wasn't what I was looking for, right? Fulfilling. It, you can learn how to do this stuff and it like adds to the sex and what have you, but it, it didn't, it didn't, and give me the answers that I was looking for. Um, I met a few people and I got really engaged with them. I, I invested time into learning who they were and they did the same for me. And the openness and the levels of trust that were established were eye-opening. Hearing from them how they can share things with me and feel things and be vulnerable with me in ways that they've never been able to, it's, it's empowering for both of us. Um, taking that and seeing that it wasn't the commonality was it was one of the reasons why I started hosting parties, right? I want to create a space where people of all genders, of all orientations, of all race can come and be themselves in a space that doesn't cater to a specific group, but to those that are looking for personal growth. Right, those that are looking for a deeper understanding of who they are. And without those labels too, you can't come in through the door and, and be an absolute dominant, right? Because then I'm going to ask you, well, why haven't you ever submitted? Like, talk to me. What, what's the issue? And ultimately, we, put, we peel back the layers so that we can make everyone a human being, right? Because equality is key. You know, you're no one's dominant and you're no one's submissive, ever. Like, unless that's something that you agree to with someone, you don't, you don't just assume these titles, right? Because in my opinion, they're not real. It's all role play. But uh, so People Before Kink developed, it became refined as understanding that we have to connect with people before engaging in play, you know, uh, in the deeper end of the pool. Emotions swell connections swell when when you can be with someone and you can speak about your innermost thoughts and feel safe to do it right there that's intimate alone for us to be able to have time together and we're sitting and talking <clears throat> and we're sharing about things that you've you've never been able to talk with anyone else before 
Why do you think that's important, say, for men, since most of the listeners, not all, but so many of our listeners are men, and so many of us approach sex with getting on the app, or even if it is in a kink situation, it's like, say, maybe some of the people at MAL, uh, that it's a quick kind of fix. And why do you think what you're doing, people before King, is helping. Why is it good for men in particular, and and as we approach this? Well, we're conditioned for that, right? Right. We're conditioned to have as much sex and be that as much machismo as possible because that's what guys do and go and sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Sex, sex. Right. And... That worked in the in the sixties and the seventies when change needed to happen and it needed to be thrown in the face of the government and the people and this is who I am and rah rah rah. Right. <clears throat> it's twenty twenty now, right? Men are dying alone. Men don't know how to build relationships. Men don't have an understanding of themselves, right? We don't understand our value. We don't understand what we bring to the table beyond what, what we accumulate, right? But the introspective work doesn't get done because we're not taught how to do that, right? It's not like it's anyone's fault. We're, we're trained into not getting... To be the machismo yeah. or to be, yeah, even gay men are taught not to... Don't be so feminine. And we get a lot of... We hear a lot of that coming through the airwaves. And even um, you've you've um, challenged people coming into your parties. Why haven't you explored being a sub? Um, but you've also explored personally uh, doing drag and or dressing up in a different gender roles. How yeah. has, how have you challenged? That's one of the ways, but how has that been experience been since you are known as a professional dom to, to work with the other gender even, and how can that be helpful for us? Well, with introspective work, right? <clears throat> the the idea, it was something I've always wanted to do, right? Um, femininity, femininity is powerful to me. Uh, when I, I've had desires since I can remember my sister's stockings, the nylons and, and the wear, and there was, when Bugs Bunny would come up and drag, yeah. and he was the showstopper, right. that was power, that was, energy that that bugs bunny had and, and did it so confidently i remember that cartoon right? yeah and and <laughs> there was so much confidence in who he was in that moment it's like it's mind-boggling right so when it was my turn to experience that when i finally had the courage to experience that because it wasn't something i just didn't have the opportunity i didn't allow myself to to say yes you can right until a year and a half ago, right? just turned 40. And it's like, it was empowering to, to say that to myself, right? To make that a reality. But I had to admit that to myself, that this is a desire that you have. 
and there's nothing wrong with it, right? And that it's okay. So I was lucky enough to be surrounded by friends who were helping me and who love me and support me. And through that process of, of uh, expression, I was scared, right? I, I, I wouldn't allow my body to, to relax because the friends that were around me that loved me, I was worried they were going to judge me. Right. And if I changed my posture, if I allowed myself a little more freedom and less rigidity. And I sat there for 45 minutes out of this three-hour process the first time. Um, <laughs> it's a long process to put on that process, makeup. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so 45 minutes, I was struggling internally, arguing with myself about letting my body relax. You know, no one else knew what was going on. Right. But it was painful, right? Like, you're, you're supposed to be love. These people love you. It's okay, you know, and I'm standing there on guard inside because I was afraid, right? And when it finally started to pass, a lot of realizations happened, you know. Uh, gender is a construct, science and medical. That's the only reason why we need to even be concerned about that. Right. Right. Why are we even worried about what a person has between their legs? If the person respects you and they see you, appreciate that connection. Right. Don't cut them off because they're not gay or they're not straight or they're not male or female. Appreciate authenticity. And that's something we're not engaging in. Right. So through that introspect, through that moment, that process, uh, it opened me up to, to being able to communicate more about it. So in that making myself more vulnerable, in that getting deeper connections with the people I was sharing it with. So ultimately what, what we're missing is opportunities to find people to be vulnerable with and to trust. But in order to do that, we have to invest time into people. But who do we invest time into? Right? Do we go to the bars and invest time into the people at the bars where all we have in common are things that we like to drink? Right, right. Right, where, who are we as individuals if we remove the partying? Where are our aspirations and our dreams and our hopes? And then we find people that understand those hopes and dreams, right? Like hopes and dreams are not, oh, I want to finish a fifth of Jack this weekend. Yeah, that's cool. But what if you're an artist, right? And what if you have a desire to, to create murals? And you connect with other artists who have the same aspirations and desires. And you can bond with these people meaningfully, right? Not just transient, not just this is what I do on Saturday nights, but these are people I share my time and my hopes with, right? Those connections is where we can share our vulnerabilities with. You know, knowing your audience, of course, because I can't, you know, I'm kinky, right. everyone. You know, it doesn't yeah. work that way. Right. But you find people who have the same drive as you, right? It's... It's not, and it's not easy. The, the, these connections are not supposed to be easy because if they were, everybody would have them and they wouldn't be so important, right? For people listening, would step one be just that, that realization that you want to connect? And I know that's kind of people before kink, um, whether it's a kinky lifestyle or whatever it is, is step one really just the realization before you then venture out and how am I going to start connecting? Step or? one is who am I? Right? Because working with that working question with, with that alone. Question alone. Who am I? Right. What what do I want to experience in this life? Right? Not and this transcends sex, this transcends kink, this is spiritual. This is like, why am I here? Right? Because if we don't get an understanding of and it doesn't have to, you're not, you're not going to get that answer if you ask yourself, oh, I've got 13 reasons. Right. It's not that easy. Right? Yeah, right. <clears throat> it takes time. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. But as you do that, you get a deeper understanding of your personal value, not of what you have, but of who you are. And then you take that value with you. And the only people that can penetrate that are people who understand that value, right? We need to, step one is introspection. Step one is you have to know who you are. Right. You have to know what's in your toolbox of life, right? Because what are you offering people, right? How are you connecting with people if you don't know what your connections are for yourself, right? For me, I like photography, right? 
homelessness is a, is a real emotional drive for me. Um, I like coffee. I like comics. <laughs> you know, I, there's a million things I, I, I invest my time into, not <laughs> that I would like to invest my time into, where I want to spend that time with people who have the same interests. Right. right. If I surround myself with people who the only thing we have in common is kink, it's only good for the bedroom. Right. Because right? then what do we talk after? Right. Well, I know attending some of your events, your parties that you throw, uh, you welcome people that have never tried kink before on a various multitude of levels, whether it be flogging, there's rope tying, there's fire play that we spoke of. Um, is this a good way for people if they want to even see if kink is a way to, to kind of connect on a deeper level um, to find if they're not here in New York, but to maybe take one of your workshops or find it in their own community? Can kink ultimately help people find out a little bit more about themselves? 100%. Uh, so when it comes down to, to desire, right, these thoughts and desires that we have, Finding a platform, finding an audience, finding a community where you can have these conversations without the pressures of play, right? So like having this conversation in a bar is probably not the best idea if we're having Correct. it for the first time, yeah. right? Because more often than not, the, entist, the idea is, well, if we're talking about it, we're going to do it, right. right? And that's a lot of pressure. So being in that environment, especially if you're just starting out, is tough. It's scary because there are... At the end of the day, there are no rules, right? right. People are going to act out however they're going to act out. And if you're in a public venue, yeah, there's cops and stuff like that, but you're still susceptible to the lowest common denominator, right? Correct, yes. Because there's always going to be that one out there. So if you're, if you're looking to step in and to get an understanding of, of what this all is, read, read books. There you right? go, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of information on the internet. A lot of it is good and some of it is not so good, right? So maybe cross-reference information. If you look up videos about flogging, look up a, num a couple videos about flogging from right. different creator, uh, content creators. Uh, there's FetLife.com is a great resource for events worldwide. So more often than not, you'll find something if you're listening. FetLife.com, Fet that's Fet right. Yeah. I'll list it on the site. Uh, you can put in your town and it'll pop up, you know, all types of events. Attend munches, which are munches are uh, at like bars or restaurants where people get together and they converse about kink and lifestyle stuff. Uh, and it's in a vanilla setting where it's no pressure and it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of chatting. And what's cool about the munches is you get to communicate and you get to hear your other people's experiences and in those experiences you may hear something about how, you may hear something on how you relate to that person or they may bring up something you've been curious about and now you have someone you can ask right because you can't ask the internet right right <laughs> it's not gonna have a conversation with you. and I like that idea of attending something like you said a outside of the bar B outside of an experience where you've never experienced any of these things and all of a sudden you're expected to perform, like you said, can be super scary, but the actual communication and connection that you get just, just by exploring it, showing up, you can be tapped into maybe something and you're not expected to do anything really. It's just a chance to kind of connect and, and meet potentially like-minded people. For exposure. future exploration. Yeah, yeah. Exposure to normalize the conversation is hugely important. Right. Right. So I that, like that, normalization. <clears throat> because we have, to, we have to make this just another topic. Right. Because it, if, if we keep the, the tension or the pressure underneath it, we're not going to talk. And we're not going to, again, normalize this so that... I like we, that. When we talk about what flogging means... Right. It's like, ooh, flog me next. It's like, dude, shut the fuck. I hate when that happens. Well, and it's interesting <laughs> you say that because mainst mainstream culture certainly has not demonized it, but made it like that. Ooh, that's, mm -hmm. you know, Fifty Shades of, of Grey certainly didn't help out the BDSM community by putting that movie out in a lot of ways, I would argue, because it sort of made it that shameful thing that we're not supposed to talk about. And I love that you said 
normalize this a little bit more, make it a part of our our daily conversation. Because at the end of the day, like you say, we're all just trying to connect and see each other. And there's so many layers to us that we're probably not even tapping into at all. And this is a, this is a huge, very important part of our being. This is raw. This is right. primal stuff. The, exactly. The, the energy that you feel during this play isn't just sexual. You know, there's a lot of power exchange. When we used to roughhouse and we used to play different types of games when we were kids, being tied up. Some a lot of you listeners like to be tied up as kids. Yeah. Right. So it's like <clears throat> it, it's it's about vulnerability. It's about affection. Right. And intimacy. Right. And that's not the same as sex. Right. Because as a kid, I don't think most of us were thinking about sex at all. It was not about that. But it was. Yeah, you're right. Vulnerability. We had closeness. There was there was a camaraderie depending on, on who it was. Like, a trust. A trust. I had a session last night with a gentleman. Uh, incredible, incredible guy. He was he's a bear. And we were talking about body image issues and when we got into our scene, it was a lot of body contact, a lot of roughhousing, a lot of uh, body control. And what I wanted him to feel was what we used to feel when we were younger, right? That, that intimacy, that roughhousing, that, that playful wrestling. And we were able to achieve it. And through that, like sparking these emotions of intimacy, vulnerability, being seen, being affirmed. Affirmation is something that we don't, we aren't told a lot, <clears throat> aren't given a lot, and don't give enough of, right? Even like if it's just sex, right? Say, wow, that was fun, or that was good. Something like a fucking thank you, you know? Like, <laughs> right. We don't even do that. Exactly. And it's like, just take a moment to say, wow, I had a good time. Right. And that makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. It makes all the difference in the world. So for the newcomers, take your time information read books go to munches uh go to classes whether if you're a top or bottom dominant or submissive especially for the doms out there leave that at the door <laughs> <laughs> no no for, for, for real you need to go to these classes and experience what it is to receive it right because if you don't know what it is to feel what's happening or to receive what's happening you can't responsibly give it to someone in return and have empathy or understanding of what they're experiencing. So it's like you can't go to a swimming instructor and ask them to teach you if they've never been in the water. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 no, dude, I'm afraid. And yeah. You don't know this fear. Right. right? Yeah. And that fear can translate to fear of vulnerability. Right. Fear of trust, fear of self, fear of body image. Right. That translates over to a lot. So there's there has to be a lot of communication and Connection boils down to communication, right? Talk, let's hear each other. If we connect, let's keep talking and let's keep knowing, getting to know each other. If we don't vibe, that's okay, right? And then we, we see where we, we fall, if we do, and then we move on. I like that too, because I know on some of these sites like FetLife, you can meet like-minded people or maybe somebody is a dom and you want to explore with that person, how important is it if you're not that experienced to have that talk beforehand that you define those parameters, what, what we can expect, what safe word and all that so that maybe there aren't classes in some of these people's areas and, but they want to meet up with someone like this. So mentorships are huge. I actually just started offering mentorship myself because it's been something that's been in high demand and there's a huge time investment with that. Uh, so mentorship finding, and again, this, this is where it boils down to finding people who you can trust, but you can only do that by interacting with them, engaging it, right? So right. there's a lot of experience out there. There's a lot of new eager people looking to learn. Finding mentors who can help walk you through this process. So <clears throat> power exchange isn't necessarily master slave. I don't perceive it that way because it's not real for me in my mind. But what is real is master student. Okay. Yeah. Right? I like that. And someone in, invested the time into learning and someone is eager to learn. Right. So the students have to find the teachers because the teachers are out there, but they're not going to invest time into you 
if you don't show any commitment to learning. Because it, it's, this is a, it's not, like we're not teaching how to hang picture frames. Right, right. right? There's a lot of emotional investment that goes into this where it's almost like a daddy-son type of relationship. Before daddy-son was sexual. This right. was back when the older gay man was teaching the young gay boy that's just coming out how to survive in this environment. This is very much along the same lines as you're going to learn about yourself things that you weren't ready for. Right, right. And you need someone to, to walk you through that because when you get past the, the, the glamour of what BDSM is and you start doing that introspective work and you start seeing what trust really is uh, and what connection and vulnerability really is, that's when it all starts to make sense, right? And while it's not easy, it's simple, right? Ultimately, it's, it's about transparency and integrity. Got and it. There's a, a ton of other things. But ask yourself, you know, sit, sit here and you can ask yourself, am I doing everything I can to be my, my authentic self? Do I know my authentic self? We can just start with that one. Right. Have I openly admitted things that I've never said out loud? There you go. Right. Yeah, right. Like mine was dressing up in a more feminine expression. Exactly. For 40 years, I didn't, not a peep. Right. And then it finally, I had to because it, it, it overwhelmed me. It's, I think that's what midlife crisis is. I don't think midlife crisis is anything less than us realizing that there's something missing. And we go out on this, some people go out and buy a ton of things. But it's not material that's missing. Right. right. It's internal. There's and at something. some point you can, it needs to be released. And hopefully most people find that. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, can people, if people have more questions, can they submit them to us and we can have you answer some of them? I would love to. Okay. I would love to. Education and information are key for me. Uh, with this progression of, of professional domination going into BDSM production, Everything that I'm investing my time into falls under the scope of production and of information and education of BDSM. So if you have viewers that are curious and they have questions, 100%, I'll, I'll take the time to answer them. And people can find out more about you at kinkcollective.net. Did I get that right? Okay, kinkcollective.net. Um, and there, I would imagine all your events, parties, and if you, I'm sure you're always, if people are looking for a mentor, you're available perhaps. And masterjoshua.com. And masterjoshua.com. Okay. Yeah, What's the difference between uh, kinkcollective.net and masterjoshua.com? So masterjoshua.com is me, my, and me as a pro-dom, pro as a, and as a producer. Kink Collective, I'm sorry, as a pro-dom, kinkcollective.net is all BDSM related production. Got it. And our events, our photography, our media production. Uh, we do host different uh, pro doms there uh, and different other kid services. Nice, nice. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group orientation as opposed to Master Joshua, which is myself. Got it. And all social media would be at Master Joshua? Um, Master so Joshua NYC on Instagram, yeah. on Twitter. On FetLife, yes, okay. and there's Kink Collective on Instagram and Twitter as well as FetLife. If you have more questions, um, direct them our way as well. You can go to tagspodcast.com. I'm going to list all of these links as on on the site, and maybe even get a book or two that Master Joshua recommends, and I'll put those in our show notes for this episode as well. Um, you don't have to answer that right now, but if you think of any, um, we'll, and plus I'll put some videos up that we've shot together. And we're supposed to have a date, you and I. We are. Oh, you. <laughs> oh, he remembers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So as always, I want to thank you, Master Joshua. You always enlighten us and really thank you so much for, for coming back. No, the pleasure is all mine. And, and again, thank you for the listeners and for the support that you've given me uh, since we've met. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome.
I always loved my conversations with Master Joshua, and it never seems to fail that as many times as he comes on our show, I'm always enlightened and learn so much more. Uh, I hope you visit his website and um, get in touch with him. More information and links on our website for this episode and show notes. Go to tagspodcast.com. Don't forget to take this week's poll related to the BDSM fetish world. It's patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Check out our sexy perks when you become a patron while you're there. And lastly, our live show begins, my live show begins March 19th from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page and like us and you'll get all the updates on that. It's facebook.com forward slash tags podcast. For now, continue or start having hot gay sex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.